Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 45. I'm your pal Val, and with me is, as a guest host, the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, Logan. King NASCAR, how are you, sir? I am fine. How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody's doing good tonight. Yes, definitely hope everybody's doing well. And welcome, everybody, to NASCAR Radio. This is where NASCAR and NASCAR trading cards meet. The number one longest-running NASCAR trading card podcast in the world. Welcome. So we're going to talk about last week's races, winners, highest-finishing rookies, and their trading cards. Moving over to the Camping World Truck Series. There was no race last week. They were off. And this week, they will be... At the Circuit of Americas, the Toyota Tundra 225, that is Saturday, May 22nd at 1 p.m. The stagers are going to be 12, 26, 42 laps for 143 miles. There'll be a practice on Friday and qualifying on Saturday. Yeah, they need to practice on this track because they have never seen this track. And that's going to go for all the series, I believe. Correct. And I'm excited to see. Well, I was going to say excited to see Coda, but uh, we'll be in Dallas for the show. And actually, Saturday is a doubleheader. We have the truck race and Xfinity race. But um, but the Xfinity race last week, that was at Dover. That was the Dryden 2000 on Saturday, May 15th. That was race number 10 of the season so far. Our winner was Austin Sendrick, and our highest finishing rookie in position number two, by the way, is Josh Berry, which I think he's done that before. Just yeah. not enough to win, but he I'm was pretty right high there. on him right now. He's one of these guys that has come out, I think, of left field. It doesn't happen often in NASCAR, NASCAR trading cards, but... We'll skip to Austin Cedric, then we'll come back to Josh Berry, uh, our winner, Austin Cedric. Yeah, he's um, he's moving to Cup next year. He'll be with the Wood Brothers, I believe. Yeah, that's been the speculation. Uh, he's under contract with Penske, and Wood Brothers is kind of a satellite for Penske. An interesting thing today, kind of a rumor report, was that Brad Kozlowski next year out and to Roush for um, – as well as part ownership of Roush. So that's kind of interesting. The The web was a buzz today about does uh, if Brad does go and leave, does Austin come straight into Penske or does Matt and DiBenedetto go over to Penske and Austin to the Wood Brothers? So more to be determined on that. Yeah, if that's if that really is going to happen, that's going to put a monkey wrench in the whole silly season game, and that's going to make it start like quick, like already really early. I mean, last year we had that whole thing with Bubba Wallace, with you know, was he going to resign with Richard Petty Motorsports, or was he going to go somewhere else? And there's all that speculation and all that stuff. So it it seems like it's even started earlier. I think that was last summer, and here we are uh, still in May. So yeah. Yeah, we hadn't even got to the Coke 600 yet, and we're already talking about people switching teams. My gosh. <laughs> yes, uh, I guess it keeps it fun, but also distraction, though, for the season. Yep. But with Austin-centric, his rookie cards are in 2018. He's in the 2018 Dunruss. 
He's in the insert, the Phenom's insert. There's only three parallels of that. You have your base, cracked ice, and explosion. Explosion is number to 99, and cracked ice is 999. That is um, also, he has base cards in Panini Certified, card number 88. With, if you know Certified, there's plenty of parallels to go around. Orange to 249, red. To 199 blue to 99 gold to 49 purple to 25 green to 10 and black one and then just when you thought you were done we got mirror gold mirror purple mirror green and mirror black and those are number 25 10 5 and 1 yeah i've often wondered where panini comes up with all of these different patterns and things and then one day i was rubbing my eyes really hard and i saw <laughs> these stars and weird stuff and I, now i know how they get it <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, then moving over to 2018 Prism. So when you're opening that 2018 Prism, looking for those Haley Deegans, look for those Austin Cendric signatures. He only has autographs, no Prism base cards. Imagine if he had Prism base cards, you'd be chasing Haley Deegan and Austin Cendric. But oh boy, but signatures, uh, multiple parallels for the signatures. The base Prism in air quotes. Uh, unnumbered the camos unnumbered and then you get numbered with the red white and blue to 99 green to 75 blue to 50 red to 25 rainbow to 24 gold to 10 white to 5 and black to 1 and then over to victory lane he does have a base in victory lane so it's certified in victory lane are the two with the bases and there's parallels to it as well not as many as certified, but you have the base, silver, gold to 99, red to 49, blue to 25, green to 5, black to 1. And then there are the four printing plates, black, cayenne, magenta, and yellow. And then over in Victory Lane, he also has signatures, which are, seem to be, I would say, rare because... There's only three versions, and the highest is number two hundred. That's the base, ninety-nine gold, and then one black. But that's Austin Cedric. Like I said, he's moving up to Cup next year. He won the championship last year. Yeah, and his uh, I believe his dad is also uh, one of the um, principals at Penske as well. I think he's he's in upper management at Penske. I believe you're right. But when he's come on the circuit, well, if you want to go back to the Camping World Truck Series, in 2017, he finished third. In Xfinity Series in 2018, he finished eighth. 2019, he finished sixth. Last year, he finished first. He had six wins yet last year. We talked quite a bit of about him last year. And then he has three wins already this year with seven top fives. Eight top tens, if you want, and we're only in race 10, or he's raced 10 of the 11 races so far. So he is definitely getting it done in the Xfinity Series. Yeah, I think he's going to be one to watch, too, going forward uh, in the Cup Series. If he can get a good ride and get some experience under his belt, um, I think I think he's, he's he's got a great future. Yeah, with him... Being either going to Wood Brothers or, you know, and then eventually going to Penske or going straight to Penske, 
I mean, you know how good that team is right now. Uh, so he could do a lot worse. So I definitely think, you know, he's got a bright future ahead of him. So uh, if you're collecting Austin Cindric now, keep on collecting them. And if you're looking for somebody to, to, to follow or to chase, he'd be definitely one to start with now before um, he moves up. And then moving over to our highest finishing rookie, who we've talked about quite a bit, Josh Berry. He's come on strong lately, uh, or more folks are taking notice of him. I know he got a lot of airtime this past race. His rookie cards are in 2013, like we talked about last week. And that's his only card or set of cards, base cards and autographs. Yeah, it's it's amazing that, that he has no card since 2013. I mean, here we are in 2021, seven years later, and that's all he's got in total memorabilia. And he's got, you know, his his, his base card and autographs in there, and that's it. That is that is it. Yeah, there's not too many thing, too many parallels either. That in the total memorabilia, there was the base, the red, which was out of the retail. The gold version, serial number to 275, and the black and white, serial number to 99. And then there's only four versions of the autograph, and that's that Rising Stars, that thick card. Um, It's like a cut autograph, sort of. Yeah, it's in that little window that's kind of cut out in the card. Uh, And again, the 2013 is previously been known for the Kyle Larson rookie. So, uh, And the autographs are only... Uh, the base is the hundred uh, serial number to one twenty five, the gold to ninety nine, the blue to twenty five, and the melding to five, and that's it. Uh, and this guy, I don't know of anybody that's hotter than any rookie in the rookie class that's hotter than him. I I, I don't think there's anybody. I mean, you know, you got Ty Gibbs, but you know he's not running a whole lot of races. But I don't think Josh Berry's run, really. He's not running no schedule either. He's he's run nine of the eleven so far. He's got one win, three top five, and he's in the fourteenth rank right now in the standings. So he's led one hundred and fifty-one laps. I mean, basically, because when you think about, it, okay, well, he's been his cards are in twenty thirteen. Press pass must have seen him, and you know, producing cards of him, rising stars. Where has he been? Well, he's been in the in the late model stock tour, and when you look over. There, so I, w- I use racing reference. If you're not using race re- reference, I highly recommend it. You can look it up, look up drivers by name, and then drill down to all kinds of stuff. But since 2016, in the Cars Late Model Stock Tour, uh, 2016 he ranked third. 2017 he he was number one. 2018 fourth. 2019 second, and then 2020 he was 22nd. So I'm looking to see where he was in 2020. So he only ran three of the 10 races in 2020. Uh, he's still, he's running, he ran one race in 2021. Uh, he is 30 years old. Yeah. That's what's amazing is, is he's, he's 30 and you know, he's, he's just now finally getting his shot. Yeah. Cause if you look at the Xfinity series in 2014, he only did, he only raced two of the 33 races in 2015. He only raced one of the 33 races 2016, three of the 33, and then 2017, one of the 33. So 2018, 2019, and 2020, 
he was absent for the Xfinity series. So, you know, he, this is one of those, you know, waiting for his shot kind of thing. Yep. So, and he also ran uh, his first cup race as well last week. Yeah. Um, he was what running the 77 car. If I'm not mistaken. He was, I think he finished yep. 30th. He finished 30th and he was in the diamond Creek water. Uh, Spear Motorsports was and he's driving Chevy. Yeah, so you know he's got a great shot for Rookie of the Year, and then you never know with these good finishes. Uh, it seems like a lot of folks are talking about him, so it, it's all the all good stuff. And then that combined with that kind of publicity, folks are starting to look for the cards. People are starting to dig them out. Uh, a few sold on eBay. I believe there was a rising stars that sold for almost 50 and then you have the base cards and stuff. So if you collected 2013 total memorabilia, you might need to go look in your archives there and see what kind of Josh Berry cards you have. Yeah. I looked today just real quick and I, I believe it or not, I actually had a, one of the Josh Berry autographs out of 125. So I was I'm like, wow, I had no idea I had it. And I honestly don't know where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> that's always good. Uh, that's always exciting. You know, when you find, you find stuff yep. like that. So uh, again, it's, it's rare that it happens where, okay, you're going back looking at a seven, eight year old product that you collected, you know, looking for somebody who's hot now. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, in any sport. It does not. I guess uh, if you collect Bowman, but that's kind of what it's geared towards. Well, that's NASCAR. true. But NASCAR, you're, you're right. It does not happen much in NASCAR. So, uh, you know, Austin Cedric's got the three wins in the series. That's the highest in the Xfinity series. Justin Allgaier's got two. And then if you have one, I'm looking at the list here to see who might be a highest, higher finishing rookie. Myatt Snyder pops out. I don't see him on a list. Why am I? I thought he was one of the one of the rookies on the list. In Xfinity? Mm-hmm. I'll check real quick. No, he's not running Xfinity, Xfinity Rookie of the Year. It's Ryan Vargas, Sam Meyer, Josh Berry, Jordan Anderson, and Ty Gibbs. Yeah, I think Ty, I, Ty Gibbs had a good race as well. Yeah, he is actually 17th in points. Josh Berry is 14th. So I think Josh Barry is right now the highest finishing rookie, but and then uh, Ty Gibbs. So even though they're not running the full schedule, of course Ty Gibbs has run five races, uh, and Josh has run nine. So yeah. So when you when you look at it that way, you know Ty Gibbs is really <laughs> if he if he was running the whole schedule, he'd be he'd be running away with it probably. Yeah, I think uh, it, it'd be interesting. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So. You know, it's going to be a fun season to watch those two battle it out for rookie of the year. Who's going to finish the highest? So, yep. And you know, uh, being a collector, I'd be sure that uh, I pick up pick up as you know pick up rookies of both of those guys for sure because they're 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 both heading up and and Ty Gibbs has got a l- long future ahead of him. I mean, if you look at the pictures of him on his rookie cards, he looks like he, he looks like a little kid. I mean, he really does. I mean, he, my, I showed my wife his picture, and she's like, oh, my gosh, they're letting grade school kids run in NASCAR now. <laughs> yeah. 
he yeah he looks like he um he's like 16 or 17 yeah but he's awesome though he's a he's a great driver he was here uh last year in the uh, uh arca race here in memphis and he did really well uh, and so and Haley deegan was here as well and and she did she was doing good till they had a late restart and uh she got passed by couple cars and lost a few positions but yeah ty gibbs is uh he's the man a lot of people have started to speculate on him as well so his prices have escalated quickly on that but if you see him cheap definitely pick him up yep i would i've picked up a few here and there just just to be safe i mean i've gotten them for good prices and uh you know hopefully We'll get to see him sometime soon, Val, and we'll get him to sign some cards for us. Oh, man, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. So the next Xfinity race is, like I said, that part of that doubleheader on Saturday, May 22nd. This It's going to be a Circuit of America again. This is the Pit Boss 250, and that's at 4 p.m. So the, the truck race at 1, the Xfinity race at 4, and that – the stages are 14, 16, and 16 for 46 laps. Yeah, keep in mind those are Eastern time, so that'll be three. They're in Central time zone, so they will be at their their local starting time will be three o'clock. Thank you. Since I live in Central time zone, yeah, I know it's a bad habit. You know, I've lived in the Eastern time zone my whole life, so um, you'll have to forgive me. Yeah, um, you know, growing up, I, I lived in the Eastern Time Zone in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's like on the western, very far western end of the Eastern Time Eastern Time Zone. So uh, it would get it would get dark in the summertime, like after ten o'clock at night. It was really really weird as a kid. But anyway, I regress. <laughs> <laughs> and then moving over to the Cup race, that was race number thirteen. That was the Dryden 400, and that was Sunday, May 16th, and that was at Dover International Speedway. Our winner was Alex Bowman, and our highest finishing rookie was Anthony Alfredo at position 28. And this was a pretty interesting race, the way it finished, where Hendrick came in first, second, third, and fourth. This is the first time... Hendrick has Hendrick Motorsports has finished first through fourth. They um, they said on the TV that this is the fourth time it's happened in NASCAR. Yeah, um, well, it's the fourth team actually. I think, or is it maybe the fourth okay. time? I, no, they didn't you're go right, in. Right, it's the fourth time. Uh, yeah. uh, go ahead. No, I was they did not go into detail about the other teams that have done it. Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised that it you know with his powerful as uh, the Hendrick team has been over the, the decades, I'm surprised it's taken this long for it to happen. Well, I mean, you think about it, though, with all the strong teams and some and one other team not having a, another car to finish to break that up, you know? Yep, that's true. Uh, I, I can see it would be something that's pretty difficult to do. So, Yeah, especially since it's only happened four times in, in cup history. Yeah, that tells you something. Because yeah. you know the last time last time it happened was Roush in two thousand five. Okay, and that's when that's when Roush was really kicking it. You know they had uh, uh, the winner of the race was 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 Greg Biffle and Mark Martin, 
came in second. Matt Kenseth was, Kenseth was third, and Carl Edwards was fourth. And this was in the Ford 400 at Miami Homestead. Was, wow. That was the last race of the year. 2005. Yeah, and then it happened back in the 50s twice. Wow. But congratulations to Rick Hendrick and Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, congratulations to them. Um, you know, I have my own opinion on on Hendrick Motorsports, but uh, <laughs> but that that's impressive to do. It really is, and I and I like, uh, you know, I, I like Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott. I, I, I like those guys. Uh, I was kind of hoping Kyle Larson would get up there, but you know, he got beat off pit road on that last that last pit seat, pit, pit stop, and that's what won the race for Alex Bowman. Couldn't get couldn't get past. Yeah, I was hoping Chase Elliott was going to pull this one out and, you know, complete the, I don't say sweep for Hendrick, but that Hendrick, you know, it'd be the last Hendrick driver to win since the other guys have won already uh, being a Chase Elliott fan. But, yeah, with, with Alex Bowman's pit crew getting him out there, uh, he kind of never looked back. No, I think, if I remember correctly, I think they said on, t- on the television commentary, they said that uh, that was the fist fist fastest pitch uh pit stop of the year period that alex bowman had out of all the races wow yeah so that was that was impressive uh one other side note i was we were talking before we came on about the penalties uh that there were four teams penalized for missing lug nuts not properly installed and that's a ten thousand dollar fine and that can only be happen this year. Next year, you can't have any missing lug nuts because it's only going to be one. So it'll be interesting. But it was the 8, 17, 24, and 37 were all penalized. And the crew chiefs were fined 10 grand. Yeah, because that hurts. Yeah. Think of all the cool cards you could buy for 10 grand. <laughs> NASCAR cards a lot. Yeah. Uh, basketball, know. not so much. But yeah. And then looking at Alex Bowman, we've talked about him this season uh, as this is his second win of the season. Yeah, he's you know, a- talking about that. Do you think we're going to get the 16 different winners before 26 races? If that keeps up, man, I don't know. It's going to be close, I think. I think it'll be close. Uh, you know, because they talked about it on the show that Denny Hamlin – Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott, how many wins they had last year. And they do not, they account for zero wins so far this year. And how, you know, that's being made up by all these other drivers. So, yep. And I mean, you, you, there's a, there's other drivers too that uh, could, could step up in there too, like, uh, like Kurt Busch. Um, you know, I'd love to see Matt Benedetto, you know, get in there and win a race. That would be, that would just be fantastic. Yeah, drivers who have won before besides those drivers were, I think, Eric Amarola and Cole Custer at a Stuart Horse Racing. Yep. So, But I I think maybe, you know, Tyler Reddick, uh, maybe he gets a win. We'll see. Um, But going back to Alex Bowman, his rookies are in 2014, uh, American Thunder and Redline. And then in American Thunder, he actually has two cards. He has his base card, number seven, and then he's on a teammate's card, Alex Bowman and Ryan Truex. There are some color-proof parallels with the Cayenne, unnumbered magenta, unnumbered black, 
number to 50, yellow to five. There's autographs with red, serial number to five, blue to 10, and white to 25. And then there's brothers in arms. I believe that's a dual autograph. Um, there's not many of them. It's the white to 10, blue to five, and red serial number to one. And then red line, he also has a base card, card number eight, with a blue foil from retail, color proof black and white, serial number 75, proof cayenne to 50, proof magenta to 10, the green national convention, serial number to five, and yellow serial number to one. There are full throttle relics of red to 50, gold to 25, blue to 10, and melding to one. And red line signatures, red number to 50, gold number to 25, blue to 15, and melding to five. Yeah, so I, remember, I remember those green national convention cards. We were there. Remember, they, they were walk, press passes walking around handing out packs. I think it was it Jesse or somebody was doing that. Okay. And I got a pack, and I think I, I got like a Richard Petty uh, out of five, and then a couple other cards. I'd have to go look at them. But yeah, that, that's what they were doing because they didn't have a booth that year because, you know, of course, they were having some financial issues, and, uh, you know, unbeknownst to us, you know, what was going to happen. But uh, yeah, that, that was pretty cool going around handing out those packs like that. Yeah, so that was July, August of 14. They would pre they would go on to drop their 2015 product in December of 2014. And then January, I think it was January 1, maybe of 15, they said that they were uh, shutting down, not uh, producing cards anymore. But it's good that Alex Bowman, he's kind of the only rookie, I think, during those times. There may be Ryan Reed also jumps out at me, but for the most part, Alex Bowman's in, is a is the rookie to kind of if you're gonna chase, but and only lately has been you know coming on the last few years. He we talked about him. I think it was uh, I talked to him with, about him with Jason where he was racing and then kind of disappeared for a few years. And I think I had seen him at the NASCAR Hall of Fame at one of the appearances. And that he was working with Hendrick and he was doing the simulation setups and stuff. So uh, waiting for his time to get a shot. And he's definitely maximized that. Yeah. Uh, wasn't he, wasn't he a uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., another one of his protégés, like Josh Berry and several, you know, Martin Trix Jr. was one of them. I mean, he's had, uh, he's had several protégés over the years. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has got a good track record. He does, man. He can spot the talent. He, well, I think when you say that, they can like Brad Kozlowski. Brad Kozlowski was yep, staying at his house. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's pretty impressive. So I was just looking at his his stats like in 20. Because I remember we went to Talladega and we were staying right there. There's a hotel on the line of Georgia, Alabama. And all I remember was that we saw the Dr. Pepper team because my nephew was with us and he likes Dr. Pepper. So there, that team was staying at the hotel and I believe that was his sponsor at the time. So that's pretty cool, man. I've, I've never, in all the races I've been to over the years, I've never had a team staying at the same hotel I've, been, I've stayed at. I always was hoping that would happen, but it, it never did. Well, I guess with Talladega, you only have two, two choices. Um, 
you know, right there at the line or in Birmingham, there's no, I don't know if it's built up any, any more than what it was back then, I guess it was uh, about seven, eight years ago, but I'm imagine Darlington's the same way. Cause there's not many hotels around the track. No, there's not. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if they're going to make that drive, drive in, but. So the next race is the Echo Park Texas Grand Prix at Circuit of Americas. That is Sunday, May 23rd at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Stages are 15, 32, and 68 for 231 miles. There's also practicing and qualifying Saturday and qualifying on Sunday morning. And then with the playoff standings, uh, 13 of 26 races in the regular season. So we're halfway through the regular season. Martin Truex with two wins. Alex Bowman with two wins. Uh, if you would have told me Alex Bowman have two wins, I, I'd be, uh, I would have been surprised. William Byron with one. Joey Logano with one. Kyle Larson with one. Ryan Blaney with one. Brad Kislowski with one. Kyle Busch with one. Christopher Bell. Michael McDowell. And Denny Hamlin at position 11 is the first on points at 574 points, followed by Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick at 13, Austin Dillon at 14, Chris Busher at 15, Tyler Reddick at the last spot at 16, and then currently outside the playoffs at number 17 is Matt DiBenedetto with 281 points. Dang, I, I want I want him to be in there so bad. So and then Kurt Busch is at two sixty eight. So basically, Kurt Busch two sixty eight, two eighty one, and then Tyler Reddick last spot two ninety eight. So not not very far. He's on the cusp, and then uh, behind Kurt Busch, um, Ricky Stenhouse and Ryan Newman, and they're all within a few points of each other. So, but again, we're halfway through the season. At 13 of 26. So we'll see who um, can win and punch their ticket and bump them up. Uh, like you said, Logan, though, we get 16 unique winners. What else? We get 17 winners. Yeah. You know, then it's all going to be beyond, you know, uh, you know, the points and, the, and their top, you know, top five finishes and, and things like that. So, you know, you want to you want to keep doing well. Because uh, it, it could very well come down to that. I mean, we haven't had – I don't think we've had 16 winners in a season in quite a long time, you know, in the regular season. In fact, even in the entire season. Because there's always a couple of drivers every year that, that uh, you know, win multiple races. And when I say multiple, I mean a lot of races. And, uh, you know, that usually takes care of, you know, other winners. And there's always – Almost every year, you know, we've got first-time winners. I, you know, we've gotten what two so far this year, which is awesome. I, lo- I love seeing first-time winners. Definitely, I love first-time winners as well. It'd be even better if Panini was making Panini Instant, so we get a card for them for their first win. But uh, going, but how important is a win? So Michael McDowell is the last driver. Um, let's see if I can describe this since. Uh, this is over radio or whatever, radio podcast. So Michael Medow is in the 10th position with 290 points with the one win. He gets, you know, the be, to be able to jump over Denny Hamlin, who has 574 points. 
if if it was just on points alone, he would be between Tyler Reddick and Matt Diabendadeno. So he'd be dropped down. So that's how important a win is. Yep. And and that that's that's also, you know, if if it if it gets down to 17 winners, you know, he could be out, which would be sad because you know, I, I like Michael McDowell. But you know, we'll see. I mean, we've still got 13 more races, so anything I think anything can happen because we've got yeah. at least at least three or four more guys that can win between now and then. To yeah, I, I guess what I'm saying is if if Ryan Newman, Ricky Stenhouse, Kurt Busch, or you know if Matt wins, they you know jump over, um, you know Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin if they don't, or Kevin Harvick if they go without a win, or Austin Dillon. So it's going to be interesting and fun to watch. So we'll see again at Circuit of America. This is the first time they're they're uh, holding a NASCAR uh, race there. First time they're going to be there, so anything can happen, and it's new to everybody. Again, they're doing some testing, qualifying, or practice, or qualifying. So you know, will we get a you know, I won't say a ringer, but do we get you know maybe a um, Daniel Suarez? Does he get his win? I'm I'm putting my money if, if we're going to make if you want to make predictions, I'm putting my money on Chase Elliott or uh, Martin Truex, I think it. I think one of those two guys will come out on top. Well, Chase has be- definitely been the road course guy here, but you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, engine wise or whatever else, or a bad pit stop, or not that I'm wishing you know uh, anything on Chase Elliott. But I guess what I'm saying is that you have a new track; anything can happen. You know, one of these guys from lower debt, lower at level, you know, gets one of those wins and it, it, they, you know, they snatch one of those positions in the top 16. So it's yep. making it exciting, I guess is what I'm, I guess what I'm going with. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We're, you know, we're going to be at the Dallas card show. Um, chances are I'll probably be on my way back home by then, by the time this thing starts. So I'll be listening to it on the radio. Yeah, I'll be flying back, so I'll be looking for it on the TVs in the in the airport. So, but if that's any indication, when whenever I fly on a cup race, and it's usually coming back from the national, I get off the plane, I turn on my phone, Chase Elliott's won. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it's happened more than once, so I'm calling it calling it right now. Um, if that if that happens, that would be the third time. So well, I've come back from the agreement. Uh, yes, yeah. for Chase Elliott. Yeah, I've come back from the national twice. You know, on those Sundays, and um, I can't remember if it was at Watkins Glen or where it was in, uh, you know, that was it that first weekend in August, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, Chase Elliott is one. So <laughs> yeah. It's going to be exciting. I mean, anytime you go to a new track and you know nobody has any experience on it, I don't, I don't know if any teams have tested. I don't know that NASCAR has even allowed them to test. So uh, I think that would be an unfair advantage. So I doubt very seriously if any of them have tested there. So this, this will be, it, it's going to be fun. I, I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, so we're gonna, we're not gonna have a long show today because I've got to edit the show and get it all bundled up for everybody. So we'll have the show a little earlier in the week to get it out so that we can go to the show, but you'll definitely want to listen in on Saturday from 11 Eastern to noon 
the hobby hotline will be live. A lot of us will be at the show. So, but then also real quick, um, one of those eBay auctions to watch. There is a 1983 Uno Richard Petty number 23 PSA 10. Oh, it's wow. A, I did not see that. It's a PWCC auction. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. So somebody's testing the waters of the 83 mm-hmm. Uno. 83 Uno is a tough. We've talked about that on previous shows. That's the set put out by David Chobat, the gold card. So I think it's very low pop on that. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome set. Um, you know, I, I collected for several several years before I even found any of those cards. And there was like a you know more about it than I do, Val, but there was a find of those cards, basically. Yeah, and I'll I'll never forget it because we it was the week before we were my, my wife was due with our uh daughter and I'm checking eBay and I see uncut sheets of 83 Uno for sale. Um, and I don't know if it was the Chobat Estates, basically. And I had got some screenshots somewhere of of how many sheets were sold and who bought them. And they were on over like 15 or $20. <laughs> there was, uh, they weren't very much, but long story short, you know, I didn't have a lot of money or wasn't going to spend a lot of money because since, you know, Having a child is expensive. But anyway, uh, that's why I always remember it was July of 2006. And then uh, sometime later, a lot of them started uh, cards, cut cards were um, showing up. And that um, gentleman had negotiated with the Chobet estate and bought basically everything up and and then was selling the cards. So he was a big Kyle Petty fan. So he, he bought them all for the... Look, Kyle Petty. So, but that pop is, um, there have been 29 graded. That's it with eight tens and 20 nines. So, 20 PSA nines and eight PSA tens. And that's it. There's been 42 Earnhardt's graded. And then when you look at the whole set, 364 have been graded. That's not that many at all. That's, no, a, that's a tough set. It, it is because it's smaller in size, and because of that, uh, if you put them in a snap tight box or or top loader, uh, you know they can move around because they're actually smaller than a regular card. And there's so it's a full color front, and then the back looks like a Uno card if you ever played the Uno game. So, um, so we'll be watching that. Let me see how many. Yeah. I just put. I just did a watch on it, and I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, as of as of the taping of this show. There's eight days, twenty three hours left, and it's one hundred fifty two dollars and fifty cents already. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this thing goes. Yeah, it's. I think so. It's, it's rare. I'm trying to think. Of, I know we talked about the pop of the seventy two STPs uh, for Petty. I think. It was 18 or something like that total or whatever it was. But um, yeah, with only 29 total graded. So that's awesome. Yeah. And that's the only thing out there that I see that's uh, uh, 83, you know, that's PSA graded right now. Yeah. There's a, there's a massive run on PSA graded cards, especially for racing, because there's just, as we talk about, there's not a lot of graded racing. Me and you are doing our part, that's for sure. But. 
<laughs> we're, we're helping keep the PSA in business. Uh, I really enjoy collecting the sets on the registry um, preservation. And then also, like I said, you know, uh, you can kind of keep track of what you got and, and kind of fun. And uh, I mean, that's, if it wasn't for the PSA registry, I don't think, I don't know if I would have met you. So yep, that's uh, true. told that story, but uh, not to bore everybody, but uh, it was the Cleveland show. And I can't remember. It was in probably 2010, 2009, or 2009 or whatever. Uh, yeah, and you probably, if you didn't um, have your racing jacket on, I wouldn't have known. But and me, that was the first time I ever went to a PSA set registry luncheon. I actually brought my two th- uh, my my set with me, um, not knowing what to expect. Uh, that was the '86 Sports Star Photographic set. Yeah, that's another great set. Yes, that. What I really like about collecting NASCAR and, P- and PSA is that the sets aren't very large. So, you know, if you're if you try to do a top set, 792 cards or a 660 660 card set, it can be quite expensive. But when you're doing, you know, 12, 11 card sets, it's it's not a big outlay of cash whatever to get graded or at least not back then because it was like six dollars a card i think it was yeah i think the lowest price i ever got for getting bulk cards graded was they gave it to me at the national like early on back in the mid 2000s and it was like four dollars and 75 cents a card now it's 20 bucks a hit but i have the 83 uno set up you know going through the big the big ones the bobby allison it's got a pop of 13 with three tens, six nines. The Darrell Walter rookie, 19 total cards, five PSA tens, eight nines. We talked about the Earnhardt, 42 graded, 15 tens, 21 nines. Uh, that's probably the the biggest key cards in the set. Yeah, there's there's just a few Hall of Famers in there. That's that that, that makes that that really helps that set. Yeah, that's a again, that's a thirty card set. But well, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Logan, for filling in for Jason. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'd like to be on here more. So we'll see how it goes. Sounds good. And if you're at or if you're, if you're close to Dallas or you plan on being at the Dallas show, um, stop by uh, Rich Klein's table. We'll be, we'll be over there and looking forward to going to Dallas and checking out the Dallas show. So maybe this is the first of a start of a tradition here or something. Let's hope so. Cause it's going to be fun. Cause I haven't seen, I haven't seen you since the hall of fame induction back in January of 2020. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a year. Yeah, right. Over a year, year and a quarter. So yeah, wow, and then yep. and then we'll see other people there that we haven't seen since the last national. Yeah, looking forward to it. And thank you everybody for listening. If you'll like and share the podcast, also share NASCAR trading cards with your friends. And you can always find me on Twitter at NASCAR Radio and Logan at King NASCAR on Twitter. Yep. So. For me and Logan and Jason, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.